Hello and welcome to another teaching from 119 Ministries. Our ministry believes that the whole Bible is still true and directly related to our lives today. If you would like to know more about what we believe and teach, please visit us at testeverything.net. We hope that you enjoy studying and testing the following teaching. Have you ever heard anyone say that you are breaking Exodus 23:13 if you say God, Lord, Jesus, etc.? Is that true? Are they right? First, we would recommend our teachings why it is okay to say Lord, why it is okay to say God, why it is okay to say Jesus. The English words Lord and God are not the names of other gods. The transliterated name, Jesus, is also not the name of another God. But here is the other problem that presents itself in attempting to understand this commandment. So many things are named after other gods. The days of the week. The months of the year. Brand names. The names of towns and many others. Thursday is named after the god Thor. January is named after the god Janus. Nike is the name of a god. Mars is a candy bar and a false god. And now we have just said many names of false gods. Are we breaking Exodus 23.13? Let's read it. Pay attention to all that I have said to you, and make no mention of the names of other gods, nor let it be heard on your lips. With Exodus 23.13 in mind, Can we say the names of other gods, such as Molech or Baal? Did we just break the Torah by breaking Exodus 23.13 again? Let's find out. Does Yahweh violate his own Torah? Here we have Yahweh saying Molech. Leviticus 20 verses 1 through 2. Yahweh spoke to Moses saying, Say to the people of Israel, Any one of the people of Israel, or of the strangers who sojourn in Israel, who gives any of his children to Molech, shall surely be put to death. Did Yahweh just sin by breaking Exodus 23.13? There would be another problem here as well. Yahweh just told Moses to repeat all of this to Israel, which would cause Moses to say Molech to Israel. Leviticus 20.1-2 Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Say to the people of Israel, any one of the people of Israel, or of the strangers who sojourn in Israel, who gives any of his children to Molech, shall be put to death. Did Yahweh just command Moses to sin by breaking the Torah in Exodus 23.13? These are not the only verses to contend with. There are instances of Yahweh and the prophets mentioning false gods all over the place. Here are some more instances of Yahweh the prophets, or others, mentioning the names of other gods, out loud, in the presence of others. Judges chapter 6. That night Yahweh said to him, Take your father's bull, and the second bull seven years old, and pull down the altar of Baal that your father has, and cut down the Asherah that is beside it. Judges 6.31 But Joash said to all who stood against him, Will you contend for Baal? Or will you save him? Whoever contends for him shall be put to death by morning. 
if he is a god, let him contend for himself, because his altar has been broken down. Ezekiel 8.14 Then he brought me to the entrance of the north gate of the house of Yahweh, and behold, there sat a woman weeping for Tammuz. Acts 19.35 And when the town clerk had quieted the crowd, he said, Man of Ephesus, who is there who does not know that the city of the Ephesians is the temple keeper of the great Artemis and of the sacred stone that fell from the sky? Not only did Yahweh and the prophets mention other gods by name, but sometimes even everyday Hebrew words were, and are, also names of other gods. Consider the Hebrew word Baal as an example. The fact that the word Baal referred to a deity did not deter people from using the same word when referring to husband 15 times in Scripture. Here is one example, Exodus 21.7. They shall not marry a prostitute or a woman who has been defiled. Neither shall they marry a woman divorced from her husband, Baal, for the priest is holy to his God. Clearly, Exodus cannot mean what it appears to clearly say in the English. What is going on? How did ancient rabbis understand Exodus 23.13? In the Kehedi commentary on the Mishnah, this ruling is connected to Exodus 23.13. In this, they connect Exodus 23.13 to the context of not committing idolatry, to not worship other gods. He said, Konam, may all the produce in the world be forbidden me as a sacrifice in the name of such and such idol, or who swears in its name. He takes an oath in the name of an idol, according to another interpretation. Another person prohibited him by vow for the sake of idolatry, and he fulfilled the vow, transgresses a Torah prohibition, as it was written, and make no mention of the name of other gods. Why? While the strict reading of the English translation could cause this confusion, the actual Hebrew is rather important to consider, as it is much more clear. Exodus 23.13 Pay attention to all that I have said to you, and make no mention, Zakar, of the names of other gods, nor let it be heard on your lips. It is the Hebrew word Zakar that is translated as mention. Most Hebrew concordances understand Zakar to mean to remember, or to invoke, or to proclaim. Other verses using the word Zakar are also consistent with the Hebrew concordance definitions. Isaiah 48 verse 1 Hear this, O house of Jacob, who are named Israel, and who came forth from the loins of Judah, who swear by the name of Yahweh, and invoke, Zachar, the God of Israel, but not in truth nor righteousness. What does it mean to invoke a deity? Call on a deity or a spirit, in prayer as a witness or for inspiration. So the word zakar does not simply mean mentioning or saying a false god. It is much more involved. As the ancient rabbis understood, it can contain a sense of worship, especially in the context of Exodus 23.13. The same word zakar is used in Hosea chapter 2, verse 17 often translated as remembered in this case. For I will remove the names of the Baals from her mouth, and they shall be remembered, Zachar, by name no more. It is not about just mentioning or saying a name. If it was, 
How would the mentioning of Baals and the Word of God itself contribute to the prophecy of them not being remembered anymore? That would not make any sense. What Yahweh is trying to say is He wants His name to be remembered, not the name of other gods. It is about Yahweh's power and authority. That's what it means to be remembered. It is about the worship of Yahweh. He wants and deserves our worship, praise, sacrifices, and obedience. We are to proclaim His name and ascribe our prosperity to Him and Him alone. We are not to do the same unto other gods. In Exodus 20.24, remembering Yahweh's name is equated to bringing sacrifices. Exodus 20.24 You shall make an altar of earth for me, and you shall sacrifice on it your burnt offerings and your peace offerings, your sheep and your oxen, in every place where I cause my name to be remembered, Zachar. I will come to you and bless you. We are instructed to remember Zachar, the Sabbath day. That means we are to proclaim it and observe it. It is not just about mentioning or saying the Sabbath day. Exodus 20 verse 8, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. The tzitzit is a reminder, zakar, for us to keep Yahweh's commandments. Numbers 15, 39 through 40. And it shall be a tassel for you to look at and remember, zakar, all the commandments of Yahweh, to do them not to follow after your own heart and your own eyes, which you are inclined to whore after. So you shall remember and do all my commandments and be holy to your God. In Deuteronomy, we are commanded to remember Zachar, Yahweh, not forget him and serve other gods. Deuteronomy chapter 8, You shall remember Zachar, Yahweh, your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers, as it is this day. And if you forget Yahweh your God and go after other gods and serve them and worship them, I solemnly warn you today that you shall surely perish. Hopefully reviewing these scriptures is accomplishing our intent. The word zakar can be much more than just casually mentioning or saying something. So let's read Exodus 23:13, including a more Hebraic understanding of the Hebrew word zakar. Pay attention to all that I have said to you, and do not remember or invoke, as in worship, the names of other gods, nor let it be heard on your lips in the form of worship. To further illustrate this point, and using Scripture to interpret Scripture, this commandment not to mention the names of other gods is repeated in Joshua within the context of worship. Joshua 23 verses 7 through 8 That you may not mix with these nations remaining among you or make mention of the names of their gods or swear by them or serve them or bow down to them, but you shall cling to Yahweh your God just as you have done to this day. The word mention was again translated from Zakhar. Joshua stated that we are not to do unto the gods of the nations what we are commanded to do unto Yahweh, as stated in Deuteronomy chapter 10. You shall fear Yahweh your God, you shall serve him and hold fast to him, and by his name you shall swear. He is your praise, he is your God who has done for you these great and terrifying things that your eyes have seen. What about being heard on your lips? Exodus 23, 13. 
Pay attention to all that I have said to you, and make no mention of the names of other gods, nor let it be heard on your lips. In Psalms, we read what David said about this. Psalm 16.4 The sorrows of those who run after another god shall multiply. Their drink offerings of blood I will not pour out or take their names upon my lips. The primary meaning of the word take here is to lift up. David described how the sorrows of those who run after other gods will be multiplied, and how he would not pour out his drink offerings of blood, nor take their names upon his lips. Once again, the context is the worship of other gods. The word zakar has a much broader meaning than just to mention, and we are to understand it in the context in which it was written. We are certainly not trying to encourage you to pronounce the names of other gods, so please do not misunderstand our intent. Our goal is to properly interpret and apply the Torah, to not break Deuteronomy 4.2, lest we be no better than the Pharisees. We are trying to show you that it is an extremist view to teach that we are not to even mention the names of other gods. We are to fear Yahweh. And that will imply that we don't talk about other gods, especially in a positive light. But a situation sometimes necessitates the saying the name of another god, just for the sake of a teaching or just a function in this world. Yahweh mentioned other gods. Moses mentioned other gods. The prophets mentioned other gods. Mentioning other gods is obviously okay. What we do not want to do is remember those gods in the form of worshiping them. So many things are named after other gods, the days of the week, the months of the year, brand names, the names of towns, and many others. When we say it is Monday, we are not worshiping the moon god. We are using a term that is common and understood by society to point to a specific day. It may have been intended as a day to the moon, but today is used in a different context. Ideally, we would not use these names, and we might rather speak to day two when we speak of Monday. This is possible to do when we speak to other believers, and it is just fine to do so. But if you speak to a colleague and you want to make an appointment with him, he won't understand you when you say you'd like to make an appointment on day two. The extremist view is always easy, as there is always comfort in extremism. But the ideal is to be balanced without compromising the Torah. The goal of this teaching was to illustrate the proper intent of Exodus 23.13. We showed glaring contradictions if one chose to interpret Exodus 23.13 according to the literal English. We also revealed how the Hebrew wording and context demonstrates that Exodus 23.13 is about not worshiping other gods. We hope that this teaching has blessed you. And remember, continue to test everything. Shalom. It is because of you, our generous supporters, who make it possible to offer these high-quality teachings completely free of charge. If you feel led to support 119 Ministries so that we can continue this effort, please visit testeverything.net and click on the Support 119 tab. Learn how you can partner with us to take the whole Word of God to the nations.